Hey, hey, friends. On this last episode of Kairos Moments for 2020, I wanted to take some time to reflect on the past year. No, I'm not going to rehearse all the stuff that the pandemic brought about. But in January, we will be celebrating our one-year anniversary, and I have some fun things planned for us. It may or may not involve some giveaways, so be on the lookout for that in January. I'm Julie Holmquist, and you're listening to Kairos Moments, episode number 22. It's been a good year. At times, it felt like a roller coaster with all the ups and downs and unexpected whiplash turns, right? But overall, we've grown, we've learned, and we've probably overcome some areas that have been hanging around for a while. I want to shed a little more light with you on what a Kairos moment is and what it isn't. The Greeks personified everything that was abstract, and they probably did this in order to um, wrap their minds around something. As we've talked before, the Greeks had two words for time. They are chronos and kairos. Chronos is time that you can measure by the ticking of a clock, sun up and sun, sun down. It's the calendar. It's our watches. On the other hand, kairos is a specific moment within time, within chronos, that God has created for something significant to happen. A kairos moment is not when God winks and gives us a really good parking spot at the mall. Although, don't get me wrong, I like to get good parking spots at the store or the mall, but that's not what it is. It's not when he makes all the lights turn green when we're running late or finding just the right gift for someone. It is a moment that has more of an eternal significance to it. It has the potential to change everything in the here and now if we recognize and respond to it. In ancient literature, Kairos was the god, lowercase g, of the fleeting moment. He was personified as having long hair on his forehead, and he was bald in the back. Meaning, when you see a Kairos coming towards you, you need to grab a hold of it. Otherwise, that moment is gone forever. And that's why he's bald in the back. Because when he goes by you, there's nothing else to grab a hold of. Okay, with God, capital G, it might be different because God's grace covers all of our mess ups, all of our fears, everything. But we don't want to take that chance that if, you know, if we've been given an opportunity and we don't step into that opportunity, he might give it to someone else. Friends, I want you to grab hold of the moments God has for you in this next year. We don't know what 2021 holds in store for us, but as we abide in him, he has equipped us for every good work. He has called us. We have kingdom work to do. Don't let that moment pass. Grab hold of it with everything in you, even if you don't fully understand what God is doing. He's created good works in 2021 for you to do And these good works were prepared before the foundation of the world and way before the pandemic. 
it's time. It's time to stop playing it safe because of fear, doubt, insecurity, whatever is holding you back. God has already given you the green light in most areas. Don't waste the opportunity he's given you. I don't know if he will give you another green light since he already gave you one. We've had some really good guests on the show and some episodes that have seemed to really resonate with you more than others. So in January, January 14th, I launched Kairos Moments, and it's been good. I've interviewed a number of amazing guests, and I've heard how those specific episodes have really made an impact on your life. I've also done a number of solo episodes, which I've also heard some really positive feedback about. In episode three, I had Joel Mutamali on. He was my first guest. Ironically, he and I talked about rest. God has already done the work, and as a result of his work, we work. We are not striving or grasping at anything. We are merely entering into what he's already done, and we are working from that place of rest. According to Hebrews 4.11, the only striving we should be doing is to enter his rest. That speaks volumes about how easy it is for us to run in our own strength. Usually we run and run and run until we collapse and then we come to him for the divine exchange of our strength for his rest. Episode four, we had Pete and Jordan Jones on. We talked about intimacy with God. What a segue from rest to intimacy. They shared with us their journal called Daily Kairos Journal, which I love. I've not been real consistent with using it, but I'm getting back in the habit. Some of the words surrounding Kairos moments that they brought up are intentionality, focus, availability, expectancy, listening, and some of the biggest hindrances to experiencing or missing out on Kairos moments are busyness, lack of focus, not being fully present, our preconceived ideas, and our inability to recognize them. Mark 3.14 spoke to me loud and clear as I was preparing for this episode. It says, He appointed 12 that they might be with him and that he might send them out to preach. He appointed the 12 to be with him first. And then he sends us out, sends them out in their calling. We cannot do anything in and of ourselves that has any lasting value. Our strength will get us so far, but it won't have any lasting value, any real fruit, and it won't make the impact that we want it to. In February, I had my friend Karen Harmon on to join the conversation. We talked about wrestling with God, and it was so rich. We had to break it up into two episodes. During one of Karen's most difficult moments in her life, her pastor challenged her to praise God for the hard season in her life. That was her Kairos moment. It started out feeling like lip service to her, and it felt ridiculous for her to say it out loud. But the more she declared it, the more it became her reality. There's something about declaring the promises and character of God to shift our thinking and to take what is true in the spirit and make it a reality in our lives on earth. And then we get to March. Shortly after I launched Kairos Moments, the world turned upside down and I recognized the fact that having both boys home, including my special needs son, 
would require me to cut back on how many times I published an episode. That was difficult for me. It was a difficult decision because the podcast was gaining momentum and I love doing it. But I also know the process. There's a process of a calling, like I talked about in episode 10. And I'll, I'll put some links in the show notes so you can have something easily to refer back to. More often than not, there is a delay between the time we receive the call and the time we are actually walking in it. And over time, God is refining us and refining the dream. I'm not saying that is how it is every time, but in the scripture, we see over and over again, this process played out in people's lives. So I pulled back and I started publishing every two weeks, but I didn't quit. Yes, I'm called to this. Yes, God has given me gifts and yes, he's opened doors, but I want you to hear me. If you're married and you have a family, your primary calling is to your spouse and to your children. I mean, really, what good is it if we make a difference in everyone else's lives, but our family suffers? So that's what I did. I pulled back. In episode nine, I had JJ Gutierrez on and we talked about fear. And she asked us, is fear causing us to self-sabotage? It takes courage to step out and to do what God's asked us to do. She shared a Kairos moment that set the trajectory for her in writing her book. And it had to do with her young daughter. Her book is called Chickening In, Transforming Fear into Courageous Faith. And then summer hit and we moved. We stayed in the same city, but moving is moving. Am I right? My son with special needs doesn't do well with uncertainty and abrupt change. He's made huge strides in this area but it's still a struggle for him. So I pulled way back, but I didn't quit. And I won't quit until God tells me to. And that's the beauty of keeping in step with his spirit, like it talks about in Galatians 5.25. That scripture is in the context of walking in the spirit versus walking in our flesh. When I keep in step with the spirit, I am following his lead. I'm not all caught up in my flesh wanting to do things my way and in my time. That leads to all kinds of issues. If he says stop, I stop. If he says move, I move. If he says lay it down, I lay it down. If he says pick it up again, I pick it up. I'm sure you get the point. And it's, I mean, those words, it's easier said than done sometimes because sometimes he asks us to lay something down or to stop doing what brings us joy and what we enjoy. God wants the same for you. Follow his lead. Keep in step with his spirit, but don't quit until he tells you to. The body of Christ needs to see you walking in your gifts and your calling. We all have a role to play and God has assigned specific times and seasons for these things. So don't quit. Episode 13, we had Jenny Randall on the show. And if you aren't familiar with Jenny, I want to encourage you to go listen to this episode and check out her social media, and her website, JennyRandall.com. It's imperative we learn to discern the voice of God in this hour. And friends, if you're not used to it, it takes practice and intentionality. She provides a safe place in which to do that. Episode 15, I talked about six confidence killers. God does not want us walking into our calling unsure, insecure, or feeling lost. He wants us to trust him. He wants us to 
trust that he has the complete picture, even when we only have the next step in front of us. He does want us to have confidence in him and what he's able to do. I found there are six confidence killers in my life, and I talk about all six of those on episode 15. Confidence plays an important role in our lives and walking in our calling. Misplaced confidence is pride, and that will only destroy us. But true confidence comes from our right standing with God, our ability to hear Him, and our ability to respond to what He's saying. I know 2020 has been hard, but I want you to try and look forward with hopeful anticipation of what God will do through in and for you in 2021. Keep looking for those opportunities that God brings your way for growth and transformation and open doors to be able to step into your calling. It's time. So friends, until next time, see you next year.